Welcome to another episode of Campus Life, the college half of our flagship pod here at Campus DeCanton. As always, I am Austin. And this is Colin. It is the week before Christmas, um, and we are happy to be bringing this show to you. Happy holidays to everybody out there here uh, as as December kind of winds down. It's pretty crazy. We've already had like, you know, five, six, seven bowl games. I mean, it's it's uh, mm-hmm. it's flying by here. It is. It is. I almost had a really, really nice parlay uh, on Saturday. Six legs. Oh, I took. Okay. Yeah, I hit five of them. Um, six legs. The first one was the uh, under in the Cincinnati Louisville game. Okay. Uh, that one hit. The second one um, was. Well, you know what? I'm just not even going to go in order. I'm just going to say what they all were because I don't remember exactly the order of the games. Um, but I took the team total under for Washington State. That one hit. I took the team total under for um, what was the other one there? This is awful. It is content. terrible. It is terrible. This, just um, tell us the one that fucked it up. Uh, I took the team total under for North Texas, too. It was 23 and a half, I think. And that was the one that messed it up. Mm. Yeah, that one hurt. Thank, thank you for that riveting story. You're welcome. Really good. You're welcome. Um, I took the I took Oregon State minus eight. Um, that one hit, and then I took Southern Miss um, plus or minus six and a half. I think is what they were. Um, and I took the over in SMU BYU. You go on better sports one time, and all of a sudden you're the betting guru, huh? Yeah, pretty much. I saw you. I saw you on that, there. Uh, I saw you on there. That uh, that that got off to a little bit of a, a rocky start. I needed to wake up because I had my and normally I'm I'm not awake that early in the morning anyway. But I also had my COVID booster the night before on Friday, like five o'clock. So I was extra a little tired. But I think I got. I, I did not. I got back on rails. Yeah, I think I got it back on the rails. You so you 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 were terrible. Is this the? It was at the beginning of the show. Matt thought I was frozen. He messaged the producer in the in the back, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Is Colin frozen?" Because I was just sitting there like, and this is a visual. And this is not a visual medium. So like you saw that, but I was sitting there with a blank stare on my face, eyes glazed over. Oh, I try not to look at you while we do the show. I actually usually have something over front of it, so I didn't see it either. But oh, well, that's I'll take your word for it. Yeah, I'll take your word for it. Yeah. Um. So we have uh, a fun show here tonight, guys. We're not going to do, I mean, this this is a time of year, like we talked about last week, it's all transfer portal, it's all declaring for the draft, um, a little bit of, uh, of bull stuff. Um, recruiting coming up. But yeah, recruiting coming up. But I don't want to just kind of talk more about that. They actually did a really uh, good job on CTN this week. Again, I'm only about two-thirds of the way through the episode. Uh, but Jared had the guy from CFF list on. Um and I think it was a, a good listen. Um, and they broke down some Mike Leach stats on that that I was like, just crazy. Um, like top 20 offense every year he coached. Mm-hmm. Passing offense. Like that's crazy. Yeah. Um, so a lot of good information. Go check out over there. But what I am going to do here tonight, Colin, I have six names. This is the entire show. Six names. Colin does not know them. I, I thought sure he was just. He I thought you were just being lazy, not getting me the the show sheet. Maybe I was, and this is just me covering my butt. We'll never know. Um, I have. Six if it names. is touche, it's genius. Well played. Genius. I've had a lifetime of parlaying my laziness into something that hopefully works. So we're gonna we're gonna try that out again here tonight. You know why? Why you and every I other lawyer go away from what's working? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like someone's jealous. Um, six names. And I'm literally just going to ask you, these are six players, so I, and I actually split a three and three. So half of these players decided to return to school. Half of them decided to declare for the NFL draft. I'm going to ask you if that was the correct decision, Colin. And then I'm going to ask you if, because of that decision, they are currently a buy or a sell. I guess you could say hold okay. two, but that's kind of lame. So um, that is going to be uh the show here tonight uh and i think i got some good names i i think uh it, it's all names that i don't believe we've talked about yet on the show either because you know, every okay. the show i try not to pick up and already talk about on a different show yeah you always chastise me for that repeating for what picking yeah i try yeah. i try not to yeah um i i have a i have an idea of who 
I think one of the players are because you gave me um, a tiny hint uh, pre-show. And then just based on the prompt, I have an idea of two other players, but okay. I'll be curious well, to we'll hear, uh, hear who they are. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um, all right. So here's the first one, Colin. And I'm going to ask you first whether they made the correct decision or not. Okay. Israel Abanaconda, running okay. back from Pittsburgh, declared today he officially opted out of the bowl. He will be going to the NFL. Uh, listed over 210 pounds at this point, 5'11", uh, supposed to run a sub 4540. I believe he has a 4'3", like uh, somewhere in the 4'3s from high school that was laser timed at the uh, some sort of high school combine thing. This season, he ran for 1,400 yards in just 11 games, 20 touchdowns, and did catch 12 passes this year uh, as well. Finishes his college career actually with almost 40, 40 receptions, which is... Pretty good for a, for a running back there. Average 5.6 yards per carry over the course of his college career. Um, Colin, was this the correct decision for Izzy Abanaconda? I think that's a tough one because I think he is better and the NFL will view him better than what he would have been you know prior to this season like he had a phenomenal year this year so I understand wanting to parlay that momentum into draft capital and I think he will be able to do it he has good size 215 pounds he's got good speed we talked I think he's going to test well um, he did it at Pitt which I think carries a little bit of weight you know, I think the NFL will will generally generally looks favorable on Pitt um, in terms of skilled players, especially at the running back position. Um, so I think this is a good every every sign points to this being a good decision, except for how deep this draft class is at running back. I have him as my tenth ranked running back in the 2023 class. Now, obviously, um, you know. Not everybody ahead of him. I have Jace McClellan ahead of him. We don't know what he's doing yet. Um, I have Blake Corum ahead of him. We don't necessarily know what he's doing yet. I was really hoping he would have made a decision by this show because he would have been the one I let off with. But uh, we're, I, still, yeah. we're still left waiting probably we after their playoff game. Here we yeah. are. Um, so he could climb as high as RB8 in this class. And I do think that there could be 8 to 10 running backs that get uh, day two draft capital or better. Because like we said last Which year... Yeah, I was going to say, which has happened before, as we've discussed yeah. on the show. Mm -hmm. Like People talk to us weird about that sometimes because mm -hmm. we've had a couple lean years lately, but there are years mm -hmm. where that happens. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, last year's class had six go that year, and this was that was a pretty universally – everybody pretty much agreed that that was not a, a good running back class. And there's still six that went on day two. So I think there could we could see eight to ten. Like, that's not crazy. So he could still sneak into day two draft capital, and at that point – yeah, like I'm, I'm, I'm all in on that. Um, so every, I think overall, this was a good decision. It just sucks that it's the year that that this is the year he made that decision. I am going to make you give me an answer for all of them, though. So I'm glad that you, because you were saying, eh, well, yeah, he's kind I, of I good, will, but it's kind of bad. So you, I, I will make you. So I'm glad that you was that acceptable. That was that acceptable? Yes. With that, okay. I didn't have to resort to any uh, you know dirty tactics mm -hmm. yet. Okay. So thank you. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's a good thing because he would have split that backfield again next yes. year with Rodney Hammond. I just think he mm -hmm. would have. Hammond is coming back from injury. Hammond looked like he might have actually like there is an alternate universe where Rodney Hammond had the season that Izzy Abanaconda did. Yeah. Um, and we're not really talking about Izzy at all. We're talking about Rodney Hammond as a I don't think eight he... to 10th round draft pick and see and C2C startups next year. Yeah. Like there, yeah. there, there is that, that scenario out there somewhere. So I think he made the good call to go to school or go back to go to the draft personally. So here, here's mm -hmm. the question then Colin, is he a buy right now or is he a sell right now? You know, we don't have any more CFF production to lean back on here with him in case he sucks in the NFL. Yeah. We don't have any CFF production, like you said. So this is all NFL projection at this point. And I think he see because I know he has his truthers, so those people are going to be tough to buy him from. But he is a buy for me at the right price. Like obviously, I'm I'm not going to overpay oh, a buy at the right price. Yeah, I'm not cool. going to overpay somebody who is like a truther of his, and, and like I know that they know how good he is. But 
I think there are a fair number of leagues out there that he might not be seen as as good of a running back prospect as I think he is. I mean, somebody in our Discord today mentioned him in the same breath as Chase Brown. And I think he's a significantly better prospect than I do too. I think Chase he's a better Brown. prospect. I, the NFL will like him more than Chase Brown, yeah, I think. And, yeah. I, and I agree. So if you can find somebody who values him similarly to Chase Brown, that is somebody I'm absolutely looking to buy from. So I think overall... I'm- He's a buy. I'm buying. I'm looking to buy a lot of players from the guy that thinks that Izzy Abanaconda and Chase Brown are the same. (laughs) Not just Izzy. For the the record. That's fair. That's fair. Um, But like you said, he has about 40 career catches. So he is not a zero in the pass game. Um, I think in the pass game, he's probably similar to Zach Charbonnet, where they can be they can be on the field for all three downs but you're not going to use him too creatively in the passing game. He's got good size, checks that box at 215. He's going to run well, like we talked about there. So those are all big checks, and he has this big season last year, um, this past year on his profile as well. So he checks a lot of the boxes. I think he. the big question is going to be, can he sneak into – that day two draft capital. And if he's not, it's not necessarily a death knell. Like, like Felix has mentioned, we've seen guys like Ramondre Stevenson have a nice career or start nice start to the career at a fourth round draft capital, but it'll mean a lot if he gets, if he gets day, day two. Yeah. I saw a comp to him, uh, a comp to Tevin Coleman for him the other day. And I think that's pretty darn good. Actually. Um, I, I actually like that comp a lot. He is slightly bigger than Coleman was coming out of college, but not that much. Mm-hmm. Coleman was, I believe, 5'11", like 206, 208. And Izzy, I mean, we'll see what Izzy think, weighs in at. I actually, I bet he probably doesn't quite weigh in at two. I bet he weighs like 212 would be my guess. Okay. I think he has a little more wiggle to his game than Coleman did. You watched probably watched a lot more Coleman in the NFL than I did. So I will cede to you on that. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Coleman was pretty much one cut go kind of a runway runner. Um, didn't really have a ton of wiggle. He didn't really shake much tackles. I and mean, you do see that from Izzy at times. So uh, I think overall, that's a pretty solid comp. But I think he has a little more wiggle to him. I think he will be a better pro than Coleman was. But if he has a career like Coleman, I was going to say, that's t- t- pretty t- good. What, what if I told you today that he has Tevin Coleman's exact career? Uh, you still say he's a buy? Yeah, I would still say he's a buy because I think, again, given the depth of this draft class, you're probably looking at him in the late second, early third at this point. I mean, he could rise up a little bit, but I don't see him. Yeah, I don't see him getting higher than a a mid second at any point in rookie drafts. So, yeah, I mean, I think if you get a Tevin Coleman career out of a mid second, like that's pretty good. Like, I'm happy with that. And if you get yeah, in, so in somebody te- in the late second or third, like I'm very happy with that. Uh, so Coleman, first off, his picture on Pro Football Reference is amazing. I I highly <laughs> suggest you go look at it. He, he the definition of mean mugging uh, in that picture. So he had um, some pretty good seasons overall. I believe he hit a thousand yards. Well, of course, Pro Football Reference is breaking it down. I don't want his game log like game by game. Just give me the stupid, st- whatever. <laughs> I don't even care that much. He had multiple were... thousand yard seasons, but no, no, like blow up here that you were like really happy about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was just fine. He was very, he was consistent. He had some nice weeks. He got when he was in the right system. He played well when he was in that Shanahan system. Um, you know, he was a guy that you were starting as an RB two most weeks. You know. So I think if you can get that out of Izzy, oh, wow. So he, actually, I lied. He, he never had a thousand. He actually never had a thousand yard season. I thought he had two. He got he never. He got hurt. He got hurt a lot. He was banged up. How many full seasons did he play? One. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. So um, interesting there, though. He did have in 2016 close to a thousand combined. He had 421 receiving yards that year. Hmm. Okay. Um, all right. Um, so there, there we go. We've reached a verdict on Izzy Abanaconda. We both think that he is, he made a good decision. Um, you're saying he's a buy. Mm-hmm. I, man, I'm going to call him. We, we said it's only buy or sell, right? We can't say hold. I mean, you said that. 
I I think a hold well, is I'm, a valid as a value valid opinion. I make most of the rules around here. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody knows that. Um, I'm uh, man. I'm gonna say he's a. If you're gonna say he's a sell, the next question I'm gonna ask is why? What are yeah? What are you selling? Or what are you yeah? What are you selling him for? I'm just gonna say buy because I don't know. Um, (laughs) (laughs) cop out. (laughs) Um, I. So I'm going back and forth on this in my head because I know like when it comes to stash options, it's nice to have like those though, like his level of running back, like eight of them on your roster. Cause when mm-hmm. somebody gets hurt, they can step in and play competently. Um, if I can sell him for a, see now it's tough to sell a guy like him. Uh, it I, is. That's, that's what I was saying. It's, it's kind of, kind of be the, the right price price, even for a buy because that season is fresh in people's memories right now. So I'm sure there are people out there who are are going to view him pretty highly. Whereas once you start to get into the prospect, the process and some other rookies get that, uh, you know, they, they start to get a little bit more buzz. He might slip a little bit. So that's why he's a buy at the right price for me now, but I think he's going to stay by most of this off season. I'm going to say a fifth round supplemental pick or better for him. That's the, that's the price I'm looking for. Oh, or the equivalent of that. So, Oh, interesting. interesting. And we're just, we're assuming like regular waiver pickups. It's not like a league where you only get two a year or one a year or whatever. Everything's the average on this show. Colin, we're, we're approximating okay. everything here. Um, okay. I, yeah, I, I Cause say. at that price, at that price, I'm absolutely buying him. I would give you, a mid sup supplemental for that fifth if if it's we might have a oh so the league that i uh both so i have him in two leagues that i'm in with you mm-hmm. and they're both bankroll leagues so i cannot yeah. sell him to you for the threat supplemental <laughs> pick, unfortunately. yes um but uh i actually bought him from you in one league earlier this year mm-hmm. did yep. i not no Jaden blue i think you bought for izzy was that izzy that you bought that for? oh no devin i bought neal. it as Charlie that was Jeff. devin neal yeah, and Charlie Young or Charlie Jones. Charlie Jones. Yeah, yeah. it's Devin Neal, Charlie right. Jones for Jaden Blue and some other like small piece. You're right. You're right. You're right. Um, it might have been like some small cash considerations. I never paid up. All right. Um, <laughs> next up on the list here, Colin Michael Penix, mm. quarterback Washington, who is going back to school. He's decided to return to Washington for his sixth year of school, which leads me to believe that the NFL was not high on him. Like some of the people on Twitter were Um, just a guess. Penix has had an up and down career, mostly due to injury though. When he's been healthy, he's looked pretty good overall. This was his best season because it was his first full season. Played 12 games, completed 66% of his passes, 4,300 yards, 29 touchdowns, seven interceptions, finished eighth in Heisman voting. Um, which is a crime. He should have been a little higher than that. I think if Washington had who, been a better team, who, who, who would you put, have put him over that was in front of him though? Uh, Stetson Bennett. Yes. I would have put yeah. him over. I would have put like, a, I would have put mm. you over Stetson Bennett, <laughs> but that's not the discussion we're having. Right now. <laughs> is he a over, over Stetson Bennett? Um, they're legit. A lot of play people that the Heisman voting this year, we should fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I don't know what the other people ahead of him were, but, Corum, the four that finished there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Bijan finished one spot ahead of him. Okay, all right. Well, then maybe, maybe that's. So I'm right. missing like one name in there, but maybe that's okay. Enough. I mean, ahead of Bennett, Stetson Bennett, and Hennon Hooker, and Hennon Hooker. I think those were the seven. Okay, yeah. No, then then eighth eighth feels right. I mean, again, Bennett should not have been in that conversation, but um, yeah. I mean. It, yeah, so I guess that feels okay. Oh, okay. I was wrong. So here, here so and stuff up Bijan put Bryce Young in there. So Bryce Young, Blake Corm, Hendon Hooker, and then the four that finished. Bijan finished ninth, Drake May finished tenth. So Oh, that's gross. There's your group. That's, that's um, gross. Bijan, Bijan this vote's so bad this year. Like this yeah. this year's voting 
they should just take away everybody's vote and start from scratch again, like in terms of handing mm. these things out, like just embarrassing what yeah. they did here uh, with this grouping. Just just atrocious. But Mike to Michael Penix, he's returning to Washington next year in a system that he has shown comfort with and potentially will have his top weapons yet. We don't know that for sure, but uh, the fact that nobody said anything yet leads me to believe people are going back to school. That's just a hunch. Um, did he make the right decision going back to school? Yes, I do think he made the right decision going back to school. I think he, one, operates very well in DeBoer's system, and he's shown that at Indiana, and now he's shown it again here at uh, Washington. Best year of his career this year, plays his full plays a full season, so I would have understand wanting to parlay that into some sort of NFL draft capital. But like you said, I, I think the indication that he's going back says that the NFL didn't maybe think that highly of him. I also don't think all that highly of him. I think he's fine. Like he'll, I don't know if he'll ever be an NF. I don't think he'll ever be an NFL starter. He can bounce around as a backup at some places, but going back to school for another year, I, it's not going to hurt him. Uh, it, it's not going to hurt his draft stock at all. And he probably got a nice little NIL deal from Washington uh, to go back. He gets to play, presumably have his top weapons again. We obviously don't know that, but like you said, the fact that they haven't said anything yet leads me to believe that they're probably going to come back. Adunze is the one I'm not really that sure about. I could see um, him being influenced into going into the draft, but we'll we'll see. But I think that Washington team next year is going to have another nice year, uh, another year in DeBoer's system. Um, you know, I, I could see Oregon. I could see taking a step back. After this year without Kenny Dillingham, I mean, we'll see how that offense plays out because Kenny Dillingham really is the one who unlocked Bo Nix, and obviously he's no longer there anymore. Um, I think UCLA, we could see them take a step back, losing two major pieces of their offense. So Washington could have a nice little run at the Pac-12 there. Um, obviously, they'll have to go through USC, but uh, in the North, they could have a nice little run. So I think overall, good decision for him to come back because uh, I don't think he would have gone very highly in the draft. So it's funny. The the take that was floating around that, you know, uh, one of those takes that people pose out there in question form and then it turns out to be true in six months, they can just go back to that tweet. Like, see, I told you. And then, like, really, they weren't mm -hmm. actually saying anything. They were just, like, mm -hmm. being dicks online. Mm -hmm. um, I love as, that. like, the why can't, why can't Michael Penix be the QB3 in this class or whatever? Um, may not have actually been incorrect. It might have just like from like a talent standpoint, it could have just been like an indictment on the rest of this class. I think we've mm -hmm. had this discussion a little bit before. I think we had it in regards to Hendon Hooker. Um, so here's why I, th I like I think he knows that his medicals are not going to check out. Mm -hmm. I think this is going to be that. Carson Strong all over again. I could see like, that. He's played like when I said that this was his first the first time he's played a full season. This like he's barely had a full season of games like total. Before this, three play he's played three games, six, six, and five leading up to this year. Like, not not many games at all. Consistently been hurt, and a lot of it's been knee issues, which is not ideal. And I believe he's actually also had a shoulder injury. So, like, what are the mm -hmm. two things I don't want my quarterback to have injuries to besides his brain, um, his his shoulder, his shoulder, and his knee? Um, and he's had a lot of those. So, I uh, I think that he knows that the jig might be up after uh college is over so i actually also think and i am mr like like total side note what they are letting that kid at oregon do is an atrocity to play on a football team in college for nine seasons like no. pe pe people should be sent to the heg for that <laughs> that is a war crime why are we just letting these kids like float around and do nothing like go Dude, like save him from himself. Like go get a job. Like go go <laughs> like actually start your life. There has got to be something more productive for you to do than just sit your ass on the bench for nine seasons. Hey, he is gonna come out with a heck of a PhD. That's the thing. I bet he doesn't even get a PhD. A PhD. It's just I like I don't. Maybe he is. I but I highly doubt that. And if he mm. is, I feel like there's probably his time spent better like off the football field preparing for that than whatever he's doing here. Mm, I just, that's true. 
sometimes these do just hang like i get like you don't want to start your real life like you know you only have so many years in college like Best years you of your life. if you were in college colin and you were going to be a 26 27 year old partying with kids that are like 18 19 isn't even fun at that point Partying like with by the time I 18, was 26, 27, cool I hated anybody lower than uh, younger yeah. than 23. Like unimaginably so. I I don't know what these guys are doing that it's like, well, you just let them live, you know, you only gets to do this once. Like, dude, he's had his run. He's had two runs. <laughs> he's Van Wilder at this point. <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad. So that's just my thoughts on that. But I but just so but to say that I think Penix actually making a good decision. Yeah. A quick aside though. I do want to shout out uh, Haynes King for making a good decision going to Georgia Tech. Go Georgia Tech, get a get a nice degree, and then head off to to your career because it's not going to be in the NFL. So. This is the self awareness thing we were talking about. Was mm-hmm. that last week or two weeks ago yeah. where we had that talk with the yeah. masses? Uh, Haynes King hashtag self aware. Yeah. Um, tight end at Oregon. I don't. I don't even, I'm not even going to say his name. I don't know what it is. I don't care. I don't, I don't either. Hashtag not self aware. Um, <laughs> So self unaware. I don't know how we want to phrase that, but uh, yeah. So Penix. So he's going back to school. Mm-hmm. Um, buy or sell? I think I know your answer to this. I don't think you do. I'm selling it. Oh, I don't know your answer. I'm yeah. buying. Okay, let's hear. He it. is. Uh, he's going. He's going back. He just had a huge year. He's going to be expensive, and I don't. I think he's could very easily put up a similar year to what he put this put up this year again. He could also get hurt. And miss five, six games. Cause like you said, this is the first time he's put a full season together. Um, so I I'm selling high on him and I will take a Mac quarterback. Um I was gonna say Colin Schley, but he's not there anymore because he went to UCLA. Um, give me a, a Daquan Finn and something else for him. So you're worried that he's going to get injured, and that's why you're not buying him. Um, that is why I'm not buying him, but why I'm selling him is I think his value is at its peak. He's got one year left, which if you don't find this argument convincing at all, but where do you think he's going to go in startups this year? He's going to go too early as a pure CFF quarterback round 10 ish, probably 10, 12. I think that'll be the range. That's when a lot of those guys start to go. He only has one year left. People, people will take that into account when they're drafting. People have gotten smarter with drafting, but I, I I don't know, man. I think he goes a little early in that. I think you're looking at him in like the eighth, maybe even the seventh. I'll take that bet. I don't think he settles in there. We'll okay. still have we'll have DJ U going in the sixth round still because people are idiots, but we won't have Michael Panics going that early. Um, as know. we talked about all offseason, why that was stupid, and people still did it. Mm-hmm. I I think this is his his peak value, and I am and I'm selling him. Um, if I'm a contender for next year, I understand keeping him because you know you, you're looking to win, and he can help you do that. But um, again, we don't know if he's going to play a full season, and it's at a value peak. So here, here's where you and I differ on this, um, and I actually sort of, I sort of follow your train of thought because I this is actually the kind of player that if I want to contend next year, and I'm not necessarily super happy with my quarterback position i'm not buying him today i'm buying him like week three week four or even like you know at when de- you know everything settles and yeah in august um just that's it, be, it would be like buying it would be like buying uh, uh Dante foreman in february before the draft because he was he led the panthers in rushing down the stretch like yeah that's kind of brain dead um but where i think i differ a little bit from you is that I think that philosophically you should go into every college season with the goal, like with a realistic goal of competing for the title on that side of things. It's not like the NFL where, you know, you have to rebuild and like, you know, there's only 32 teams and like, I don't even want a piece of the Texans. Like, so there's really only 31 (laughs) teams and you can start with the Cardinals. Now, like, I don't want any of those guys. Like it gets, it gets very thin, very, very quickly college. You can, uh, you can rebuild it just so quickly. Yeah. Especially through the supplemental. So I think there, you should always like realistically, like I don't get the people that say like, I don't even, I don't even try to compete on the college side. Like I'm just, I'm stacking Debbie guys. Like that just makes no sense to me. That's how you get. I'll agree with that. That's how you end up with a really bad team, in my opinion. On both sides. Um, yeah. Because <laughs> Debbie's um, harder. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
But I, so Penix is the kind of guy that I think you just go out and get him because he's probably going to have a good year. Like I'd be willing to pay a third round supplemental today for him or for oh yeah yeah Austin would, Reed uh, or for you know like any of these guys that are like yeah unless they get hurt well that's like I don't want to that's like saying I don't want to that's why I don't feed my wife breakfast in bed because she could get hit by a car that's a waste of eggs like <laughs> yeah any anybody could get hurt so <laughs> okay being but, worried about like wasting a pick no. on them now to go or like you know whatever you're gonna like yeah okay yes, I guess that, you, anybody, that could in theory happen anybody can get hurt but that's more like saying I don't want to I don't want my wife to drive my car because she's been in four accidents. Is that true? <laughs> like is that actually no. true? No, 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 no that's oh, okay. actually true. Okay. No, no. No. Okay. But that's that but like there's there's a history there. So like I get the concern. <laughs> what if she has a history of getting hit by cars? She doesn't look both ways before she comes. She doesn't look both ways. Yeah, then then we're we're putting her on one of those like uh those little backpacks with the leashes on them. And she always does it right after I make her a nice meal. So it just doesn't feel right. Um, <laughs> Feels like a waste. She goes walking after every meal, never looks both ways. She's been hit four times. I, yeah. That I'm same stops it off. Yeah. Okay. You do that. You do that. Um, you tell her to walk it off if she gets hit by the car too. Let's see how that goes. Rub some dirt on it. Um, you can tell our wives slash fiancés do not listen to the show. Yes. Um, no, they do not. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I think, I think Penix is a buy. I think Penix is a buy. I think I would spend a third round supplemental or the equivalent of that. Obviously, your mileage may vary depending on what your waiver setup looks like, but that's about the range that I'm starting with. And I, it is still a little roster dependent. Like if I have, like I have, a, I have one team in particular I can think off the top of my head that has that it returns Caleb Williams, it returns um, Brendan Armstrong, who I actually think will be decent next year because he's heading to NC State and they just made a nice OC hire. Isn't that that's where he's headed? Or Coastal? Where is he? Uh, I. Th- I don't think he's announced officially yet, but I think he's crystal balled to NC State. He, he's had he's probably headed somewhere that just hired a good uh, coordinator, and then it has like another guy too. So like I'm mm-hmm. not that worried about. Like, and he actually, Brendan Armstrong actually technically has another year too. <laughs> uh no, I don't think so. Didn't they give all of the Virginia no. players an extra year? No, had to be your last year of eligibility. Oh, okay. I just thought blanket they gave everybody an extra year. No, yeah, it's just uh, for guys that like this was like their last two games of their career. Yeah, so uh, he does not. Okay, play another year. okay, all right. Yeah. My mistake. Uh, I don't know why if you give it to one of them, you don't give it to all. I don't. I... Mm. Tragedy aside, that was a very weird decision to me by the NCAA because it's not like they missed the whole season. It was like two games, and they weren't. It's not like they were going to the playoff or anything anyway. But I'm mm-hmm. not going to knock it. It just was very odd uh, rationale yeah. to me. Yeah. Um. All right. And so next for the record, just. Before we oh. move on, real quick, for the record, I think buying Michael Penix for a okay. supplemental third is a good is a good move. If you he's can not going to be more expensive than that, he would he was not I, he's not going to be more expensive. Than that. I don't know, man. I think some people might have him more expensive than that. I don't know what league. You, do you like? Do you ever buy rental players with sub picks? I never really see you do mm-hmm. it. Um, actually, no, I more sell players for, for sub picks just cause this, that feels like very well within the range for a guy like him. I don't know. Maybe I'm just crazy. I, I do it a lot. I buy and sell for like this second, third supplemental picks a lot. Yeah. Um, I, I, I usually sell more, honestly, players for sub picks like, and I do that more in season, but if in season, like I'll buy players for sub picks, if, if that's the way that, you know, my team's trending. So like it, if this is week three, yeah, I could see him being worth that, but before the season starts here, I think people are going to hold him a little bit higher in higher regard than that. Why would he be worth worth less now? Worth more. I think he's worth more. Oh, sorry. Why why would he be worth more now? Because people have the the idea he has the whole year ahead of him. We have a whole off season here, but as opposed to mid season, once teams start kind of shaking out and like you know, but what if the guy that has him's team ends up being really good and you can't buy him? Then you're not buying him. Then buy buy Austin Reed. Buy someone else. What if okay. Okay. Um all right. So next up here, Colin, this player is also returning to school. And I believe this was announced yesterday. Bo Nix is headed back to Oregon for another year. Mm-hmm. There were some rumors that maybe he would decide to come out, especially with, as you mentioned earlier, his offensive coordinator, Kenny Dillingham, leaving to Arizona State to become the head coach there. Um, Nick's had a great season, and if he hadn't gotten hurt, you know, at the end of that, um, 
Is that what was it against Washington? The Washington game? Um, I think he, he might have made it to New York for the Heisman ceremony. I don't think he could have won, but I mean, no. great season. He com- he raised his completion percentage by over 10 points a season and ended up completing 71.5% of his passes, uh, 3,400 yards, 27 touchdowns, six interceptions. He ran 14 touchdowns. Um, so a really, really nice season out of him. Um, Oregon, I think offensively will look very well, like personnel wise, be very similar to last year. Um, Cardwell's in the portal. He didn't play at all, really. You got Bucky Irving, you got uh, Franklin, uh, you got some of these other guys that are, that are all returning. So I'm interested to see what he does next year. But do you think this was a good choice for him? Um, I'll be honest. No, I don't think it is. I think he should have parlayed this one into parlayed this season into um, into the NFL draft like this. He's always been a tools guy who flashes some just phenomenal plays that only a handful of quarterbacks can make. And then he also has some of the most boneheaded decisions that only a handful of quarterbacks would make. So he's just very polar opposite and he had some consistency this year he had a lot more than we've seen prior years but i do credit that a lot to dillingham system uh, i think kenny dilling i think dillingham has a good system for bo Nix. they just jive well i think it works very well i have a hard time seeing him have a better season next year than what he had this year um, i think the 14 rushing touchdowns is is unrepeatable like i don't think he's gonna hit that number again um, so I, I think that he, and this is a weak quarterback class. Like we talked about, I don't even know how many times. So I think if you're looking at a tools perspective, give me Bo Nix in, I think he'd be like a third round pick in the third over Will Levis in the first every single day of the week, every single day of the week. And I, I think that some other NFL teams might view that similarly as well, where, Nicks and Levis, similarly toolsy prospects who have a good amount that they need to work on. Bo Nix would have been cheaper. I think a team could have picked him up with a, you know, a Desmond Ritter, Malik Willis type of a plan um, this year. And I don't know if he's going to necessarily get that next year. So bad decision. I, I don't think he's going to actually uh, be hurt at all losing Dillingham. Like, yeah, they vibed, whatever. Vibes are stupid. Um, they brought in Will Stein Boomer. from UTSA. Yeah, I'm a boomer. Um, who I who's a very good <laughs> offensive coach. I think he'll actually be fine. I actually think, that I think he he's might a throw for, he actually might throw for like forty three hundred yards next year. Like it might not matter that he doesn't score touchdowns because he might throw for another like eight hundred yards. Seriously. He really, really might. Um, with what you with a what Will Stein's background is. So um I probably I Again, I don't I don't know that the NFL like loves him. Like I just don't I, the NFL I just don't think the NFL actually really loves any of the quarterbacks in this class outside no, like I don't think they two do guys either. and I think there might be a couple teams. There might be one team that really likes Will Levis and I think there's a couple teams probably faking that they really like Will Levis. It'd probably be my guess. Um so like I I just yeah, what's he going to do? Like go go to the NFL and get drafted in the 5th round and hang out. I think if he has another good year with a new offensive coordinator that could and he passes for what I think he could pass for next year then I think now we're talking about uh cooking a little bit higher in the draft I will say Stein also like he also has run the ball and and, and things like that in the past but I mean his background is like QB coach wide receiver coach so like I I think that bodes well for Bo Nix as in terms of like passing volume next year for college yeah, I think it might bode well for passing volume, but I just I don't really trust Bo Nix. I mean, this is the first year we we've seen him be so. consistent. Good. Yeah, you know? good. So I think he was consistent all year this year, and this probably would have been the year to make that jump because I I think he could have been a third round draft pick um, this year. Uh, in that, like I said, in that Malik Willis, Desmond Ritter range, even though Matt Corral was in there too. Like I think that's kind of what his ceiling is at this point i think that's where he would have gone um if he goes back to school and does not have as good of a year as he had this year or struggles uh so we see some of those same inconsistencies that we've seen that we saw before when he was at auburn 
I think now you're looking at him being like a, a fifth, sixth round pick. Um, what, um, you think he's a buyer or sell right now? Um, I, I view him similarly to Penix, honestly. Now, man, his rushing numbers make it really interesting. I think he's due for regression at the touchdown level, but I still think he's going to be able to provide a really nice rushing floor. Um, I, I think he's still a sell at this point of the year. But again, once you hit like week two, week three of the season, week even week four, like I think at that point he, I could see him being a buy. So it's a sell, but it's not like a, I need to sell him immediately kind of a thing. Because this is, I think, where his peak value is going to be. Yeah, I think he's just a total hold right now. Um, okay. But I do if think we're going you know, with a hold. Yes. If one. you're just if you're just looking to buy a quarterback and you're asking, you know, the Penix owner, the Knicks owner, the Reed owner, the, you know, the Schley owner, if you think he's going to do that again, or, or the Finn owner, and you're just kind of going door to door and, and knocking and seeing uh, what they want for that player, um, then I would probably put him in the same range as Penix. And I'd probably just buy whatever one of those guys is cheapest. If like, that's my goal. Like, yeah. I don't know that I'm specifically buying Bo Nix, but if I'm just trying to buy a quarterback that I think can can do that, then, then he falls in that group for sure. Yeah, I would agree with that. If, if hold is an option, sure. We'll put him in the hold category. That's an option because I say it's an option. It's the beauty of being me. Um, all right, next player. We didn't have as much discussion on Bo Nix. I think we're just tired of talking about him. This will be a fun one, Colin. Rakeem Jarrett declared mm. for the NFL draft. I thought uh, there were there were folks that were maybe 50-50 on whether he would do this or not because he just has not been impressive for Maryland over the past year and a half. Um Five-star kid, stayed home, went to Maryland, six foot two hundred. He's got really nice size. Um, in eleven games this year, forty catches, four hundred seventy-one yards, three touchdowns. Uh, in his entire career, Colin, three years, only fifteen hundred yards and ten touchdowns. Not and, and one hundred nineteen receptions. Sorry. So, you know, he averaged forty-five hundred and three. That's not going to do it. But I do think he has an intriguing athletic profile overall. Obviously, decent size. Um, so we'll see where that lands him. Colin, do you think he made the right decision? Ah, uh, man, that's a really tough one. I think he, at this point, you're just strictly relying on his ped- He's strictly relying on his pedigree, and I think he'll have he'll test pretty well. Um, so he'll rely on that. But man, I. I, I think he'll be a better pro than he was at Maryland. But if you can't break out at Maryland, like, can you do it at the NFL level? Um, I think probably his best move would have been to transfer somewhere else and play that last year and hopefully, you know, actually put up some decent numbers. And then maybe he's looking at like third round draft capital. But at this point, unless some team NFL team like really values his five-star recruiting status or he was a five-star, right? Or was he really high for? I think I he was, was a five-star. Five I want to say he was a five. So if some NFL team for whatever reason just really values five stars, like maybe he gets a third round draft capital, but I don't think he does. I think he's looking more like late fourth, fifth. Oh, I, th- I don't think he goes late fourth in this wide receiver class. Mm. he's not going to a senior bowl he's not going to have that chance it's more likely that he goes like the end of the first round than he goes in the fourth round wow i disagree with that one pretty strongly the fourth Uh, round's impossible he's not going to do that you don't think he's going in the fourth round no unless i cook him breakfast in bed tomorrow and he gets hit by a car after no that's not going to happen no that's not going to happen i think it's well i think it's I think it's way more likely that he goes in the fourth than the first, than the late first. Well, even, that was even to show you how preposterous class. the fourth round was as a, as a prediction. I think it's way more likely he goes in the fourth. Okay. Well now we've, uh, we've disagreed Colin. Yeah. Um, and I'll be right as per usual. So, mm-hmm. um, so you think this was a good idea then that he went? Did I say that? Did he declare? 
No, I was asking you. I do think it was a good idea. Oh, okay. Why so did you get the so only, defensive? The, the only better idea, because I can. <laughs> Why are you getting so nosy? Um, the only, <laughs> the the only solution to his like the only move that he could have made that would have been better than this, in my opinion, is for him to have transferred to a school for a fourth year that passes the ball a lot more. Like staying at Maryland was just stupid. Like, mm-hmm. what? What? What the I hell agree. did he ever go to Maryland in the first place? Like, if he was too homesick to go elsewhere, then he's not cut out for this anyway. Um, let's just let's just stop the discussion here. Um, players, if you're a legit prospect coming out of high school, it, you can you have the choice to stay home at Maryland. Sorry, Barnabas, do not stay home at Maryland. Um, <laughs> Talia stinks. We're talking to you, Nicholas Harbor. Loxley stinks. Like the whole just uh, everything there stinks. Um, so. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, th- I, th- I think all the peripheral things the NFL really like, and since when does the NFL give a shit if you were productive? They just took Vellis Jones in the third round of the bears. Vellis Jones has done nothing for six years. <laughs> all right. That's a senior bowl guy though. Senior so, bowl guy. That's, um, that's a literally win. I mean, like senior citizen bowl. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can bring that up though for anybody like Vellis Jones went in the third and anything can happen. So, I mean, yeah. Who's, but, who's the little guy on the Rams? Tutu Atwell. He went in the second. <laughs> I can do this all day. <laughs> he didn't go to the senior bowl. Did Tutu go to the senior bowl? I don't know. I don't remember. I don't remember. Okay, so yeah, the NFL makes a lot of dumb decisions, but I think he is close. I think he's a fourth round prospect. Yeah, no, I, I but it only takes it only takes one team. And I don't even love him for the record. Like I don't have a very high opinion of Jared at all. I think he's inefficient. I think he struggles to get open in the intermediate game. Um, he's never really won deep consistently. Like, I don't know what his skill is. that's going to be really good in the NFL, but I think some NFL team will follow. I'll be like, well, it's like if he hadn't gone to Maryland, he's so fast. Like think about what he could have done somewhere. They'll just like galaxy brain themselves into this. And I think you'll have a, um, so I think I, I, he'll make money. He was never, he, he's never going to go into the, like realistically, he's not going to go in the first round. He's never going to go in the first round. Like, so I think, you know, comes out this year he goes day two comes out next year he goes day two unless he gets hit by a bus so i mean it is what it is um is he a buyer or sell right now then uh he would be if if somebody views him as somebody who could go day two and they view him like that type of a receiver i'm selling him i'm not buying him anywhere oh hell no no um it is it is a sell pretty strong sell and you know, maybe you hold and hope he does get that draft capital and then you sell. So I'm either selling now or selling after the draft. So here's what I actually think the way to buy a guy like Rakeem Jarrett now, if you like actually want him. Don't you try to acquire him as a throw in. In a different mm-hmm. deal, you have to. That's yeah, the way to, to acquire a guy like it. Rakeem Jarrett. That's a little more nebulous in terms of like what his actual value is right now. You have to cloak um, and dagger it. Yes. I mean, that's the way you should approach like 85% of trade discussions that aren't like an obvious top player. Like just no brainer. You shouldn't be like, I'll just offer you a third for that guy. Like that's terrible strategy. Um, in my opinion. And like a in a league like this where there's so many different pieces that you can trade. Um it does never never really makes too much sense to me. Um, I think that he is probably a buy right now. Mm. I think he's a buy. I think you'll have mm. So what what were his stats this year? What did I say at Maryland? This year he caught Garbage. 40 passes for 471 yards and three touchdowns. I bet his rookie year, assuming that he like plays he's not hurt, he beat two of those marks as a rookie. So he either has um, you know, more than 40 catches, more than 471 yards, and more than three touchdowns. I think he beats two of those as a rookie. Touchdowns is assuming fluky. he doesn't go. Touchdowns touchdowns are fluky. So I could maybe see that. I don't think he gets more than 400 yards or more than 40 catches as a rookie unless he goes to Kansas City and they don't have anybody else there, then maybe. But that's that's about the only way I see that happening. If he goes anywhere else. I think he could do it in Green Bay. I think he could do it in... Mm. I'm trying to think of teams that realistically would take him day two. I think he could do it on the Rams. I think he could do it... um, Where does he play on the Rams? I think he's... 
I think he's mostly. A, I don't even know if they're going to keep Allen Robinson. Isn't this his last year of his contract? No, they just gave him a decent contract. Oh, they gave him an extension? No, they just signed him. I think oh, it was like a three-year deal. Uh, that was um, never smart. Um, okay. No, probably not. Yeah, three-year deal. Um, oh, my God. $46.5 million. Jesus. I, mean, um, I know it's silly. You know, They made apparently up have a potential out next year where he only has it would only be 8.4 million in dead cap after 2023. I think he could do it on the Cowboys. Depending on what the Texans do at quarterback, I think he could do it on the Texans. Uh, he could maybe do it on the Texans because they don't really have anybody else. If Brandon, especially if Brandon cooks leaves, like I'm not an eco Collins believer really. So maybe he could do it there on the Texans, but I don't think any of those other places, I don't think he'll get on the field. Do you know how bad the the Cowboys wide receiver situation has been this year? It's terrible. I mean, Gallup's still working his way back. Yeah, and then, what are, and then Noah Brown, Gallup, Lamb, Team Jared's better than Noah Brown. Yeah, he's Dalton Schultz is a free Brown. agent. Like I, there there are a lot of teams. Point of moral of the story that I think that he could go to and be at minimum the wide receiver three on the roster and compete for a decent amount of catches. Hmm. Agree to disagree on that one. I don't. Just I don't see wait. him hitting forty or four hundred. Nobody clipped that though. I don't want anyone to remember in case that I messed that up for next year. Um. So I think Raheem Jarrett's a buy right now. Our producer is uh, going to clip that and put it in his oh, doomsday no. folder. Damn producers! We're going to fire that producer. Um. Two more names here, Colin. You want me to, do you want who, running back or quarterback? What do you want? Uh, I think I know who the quarterback is. So hit me with the running back. All right, I'm going to go with the quarterback. Uh, Austin Reed is going back to school. Oh, uh, you thought okay. that was? No, it's not. Who'd you think it was? Drake May. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Uh, well, he you said it was. You said he it was wasn't draft who... eligible. I was trying to only choose draft eligible uh, players. So, because okay. you uh, said it was somebody who went into the portal and then came back. Drake May never went into the portal. Oh, uh, that's a good point. There were just rumors. There were so many problems with your. That's fair. With your thought process there. Um, no, yeah, Austin Reed, who. Okay. Said he was going to the portal. He's eligible for the draft. Said he was going to the portal. Um, decided to go back to WKU. I'm assuming the camp was some money for him. I'm assuming Western Kentucky actually has money kind of lying around. Because didn't they have a huge basketball scandal a couple years ago where they were paying guys to go there? Uh, I don't. They had know, like a really good team. I know. Uh, I know Hannah, um, who works for us, is, is flush with cash, so she's oh, probably paying people. Yeah, I've seen. I've I've seen Hannah's. Yeah, just driving around and you know mm -hmm. her. Her Mercedes car, and, yeah. She's golfing every weekend on some prestigious golf courses. True. She is. She's yeah. golfing a lot. Um, yeah. she apparently is a good golfer. Um, so yeah, Austin Reed. It was his decision to return to Western Kentucky a good decision. Yes, I do think it was a good decision. I we talked about it when he entered the portal. I don't think he was going to get like very many power five offers i mean he maybe he would have gotten some lower level power five offers like illinois well illinois is not lower level anymore but because they had a nice year this year but they could and they could use a quarterback so like maybe they're maybe a purdue you know uh, something along like those kinds of lines maybe but he's way better off sticking at western kentucky just putting up a buttload of stats again and then declaring for the draft and hoping for the best so, yeah, I think it was a good idea, a good decision for him to come back to Western Kentucky. Yeah, I think this was the best thing for him. I mean, we talked about this on the show. I felt like, realistically, the the Power 5 offers he was going to get were going to be like Illinois. Like, he yeah. wasn't going to get a big-time Power 5 offer. The only one that might have been possible, I could have seen Hugh Freeze going after him if, like, it doesn't sound like that's that, those were his first couple choices, but Freeze... It seems like the guy that would take like a, a a G5 guy like that because he's coming from a G5 place and and, and knows the G5 a little bit more. Um, but I, I realistically, like I don't know, there would have been a better spot for him. He'll he'll have another year in that system. Malachi Corley's coming back. Uh, the gang is mostly going to be there again. So I um, I like that decision for him. So with that in mind, buy or sell. He has one year of eligibility left. 
again, I kind of view him similarly to Nyx and Penix, where this is his it's like a Pokemon evolution. Yeah, Nyx, actually, Penix. I don't know what the third evolution is, but I think it goes Reed, Penix, Nyx in the evolution. Um, but I view him similarly to that, where like this is kind of going to be his peak value, where everybody just saw him put up top five CFF numbers and that he's staying exactly in the same system at the same place. Um, so I think everybody's expecting him to do exactly what he did last year. And I think he will do what he did last year, but in strictly terms of buying and selling, I would sell him at this value. Um, and then maybe look to buy him when I, you know, the season starts and I see how my team is shaking out. Um, but again, if you like, like you said too, if you're just looking to buy a quarterback, you know, reach out to the Knicks owner, reach out to the Penix owner, reach out to the Reed owner, reach out to, um, you know, somebody along those lines and just kind of see what the best deal is you get. Like, I don't hate that at all, but I'm not specifically targeting Austin Reed as a buy. Um, yeah, I'm just buying out of that pool. That that's what I'm doing with this. So uh, I, I think that's fair. I think he's just he he just goes into the pool of players that I am ha- I am willing to buy if uh, if the price is right. Were you just were you gonna say that after you just if that owner is willing to get rid of him? Oh, okay. So you just said um, it in a different way. Semantics. That's what you think. Um, last name, <laughs> Colin. Do you want to guess again who this is? Make yourself look like an even bigger fool. Um, and this is somebody who entered the portal and is coming back? Or no. This this is so we've had three players staying in school and two going to the draft. Where do you think this last okay, one this is going to the draft? Um, I think this mm-hmm. is Dwayne McBride. Oh, I almost put him on here, but no, it's Tank ah, Bigsby. Nah. Good guess, though. Would you rather talk about Dwayne McBride? We can talk about Dwayne McBride if you'd rather. Dwayne McBride is a sell. I don't see Okay, it. there we I go. There. Yeah. I, I don't... You guys got a bonus seventh player. You're welcome. Yeah. I, I don't think the NFL is going... To, I mean, he's big. He's fast. He doesn't catch passes. I don't know. I, I don't see him doing particularly anything at the NFL level. He's kind of has to hope for to go to a situation where there it's like a Damian Pierce this year or like a Chris Carson and he goes somewhere and that's, you know, the running backs kind of get hurt and he just like falls into an opportunity and then they just like never take it back from him. Cause I don't think he's that great of a running back. I think he's a great college back. I don't think he's going to be much in the NFL. So I'm selling Dwayne McBride, but All right, now on to tank Bigsby. On to so Tank Bigsby. Two, two down years in a row there for Auburn, um, but had that really good freshman season. Obviously, uh, really dies at a Tank. I think he'll test better than average, but not like amazing. You know, I'm not, I don't want to say that he'll like well because I, I don't know that he will. Uh, 970 yards rushing this year, 10 touchdowns, 30 catches this year. Oh, wow. Um, I actually, actually had 21 that. last year as well. Yeah, yeah. 30 catches. Mm-hmm. Now, only for 180 yards. Like, he was not, mm-hmm. like, that dynamic with them. Well, in, in um, his defense. But uh, overall finishes Ashford. <laughs> his cheeks, yeah. Yeah. That's true. So, just 2,900 yards for his career. Uh, 62 catches for 450 yards. No, never had a receiving touchdown. That's interesting. What do you What do you think of Tank though? Uh, should he Did he make the right decision? Should he re, He returned for a year with Hugh Freeze, and probably the best coach he's had in his college career, and seeing if he could figure it out. Yeah, I, I do think he should have gone back. Honestly, I mean, he's coming off of two disappointing years, like you said. I, I mean, I'm surprised by the the pass catching work actually and the catches that he had, um, but still two disappointing years and. Uh, I don't know. I don't. The that Auburn program was just kind of weird. But I don't love Hugh Freeze as like a person. But I think as a coach, he's good. I think he would have been able to get the most out of Tank's Bigby, Tank Bigsby, and I think he could have rehabbed his stock in a draft class that's not going to be quite as deep at the running back position. Um, I still think he ultimately does go day two, so I think it's hard 
to fault him for going this year. Um, but I think he, you know, at this point is probably like a third round, late third round guy. And if he had gone back and had a really nice year in a little bit of weaker of a draft class, maybe he gets into that second round. So it's, I wouldn't have been a huge bump for him. So I don't hate the decision for him, but I think he could have, he could have come back and helped himself. Yeah. I think he should have gone back. I actually think he messed this up. I get why he did it because you know, he he's been banged up, but I mean, day day hunter in nine games this for the year ran for like 900 yards you yeah. know and almost double digit touchdowns like i he's obviously significantly better than day day hunter i harder level of competition too but all things being equal uh i'm pretty confident that day that that they could have gotten tank the correct amount of work with the amount of talent that they have behind him still in that backfield to improve his draft stock without running him into the ground i think they could have um Cause yeah, I don't know. I don't know what, like what, at what point this off season during the process tank Bigsby like stands out, no, no senior bowl or other yeah. things, you know, I, he'll be, he'll be fine at the combine, but there's a lot of track stars in this year's RB class. He's so he's not going to like yeah. stand out. Like I, I, I don't know what he's going to do well. That's, that's going to like really, really help him. So uh, I think he should have gone back. I guess you can make the argument that if he doesn't do well this year though, then he's toast. I don't know. Or next yeah. Year, whatever. I agree. I think you should have gone back. I understand the reason coming out this year. And I, I, like I, said, I still think ultimately he will go day two, but I would have felt a whole lot better about him in next year's draft class than I do this year's. Um. So do you think he's the buyer or sell? Man, I don't know. He's, I think he's a tough, I think he would be tough to sell right now because everybody kind of sees the past two years that he's had and he hasn't really done much those past two years and everybody kind of latch i shouldn't say everybody but a lot of people kind of latch on to like their guy in the off season and like you know it, it, every, people have different guys like some people are on the zach charbonnet bandwagon and some people are on the izzy abanaconda bandwagon some people are on kendry miller some people even love chase brown I don't hear anybody being like, man, that tank Bigsby guy is my guy. Like, I don't hear any of that. Uh, and that's just in the fantasy community. That's not from the NFL lens. But so in terms of selling, I think he would be tough to sell. So I'm probably buying. I think he'll end up ultimately being a better pro than a college player. I don't think he would be particularly expensive either. So I'll, I'll buy him. Yeah, I think I'm cool to buy him. I think he'll be okay. Um, for most of the same reasons you listed. Yeah, I I um, I do still think there are some truthers hanging around out there, but um, they're quiet. They're quiet. Yeah. yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if he ends up being pretty solid in the NFL. I don't think he'll ever be a star, but um, yeah, uh, consistent, consistent RB two type talent with the ability to, to squeeze an RB one. If, if he stays healthy, um, that feels like his career arc to me. Um, all right. So that's going to do it for this show, guys. We have early signing day con uh, uh, live stream content all day on Wednesday, the 21st here, uh, 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. When you're listening to this. Oh, yes. I was going to say, what? <laughs> Shit. I hope not. Um, <laughs> I'm not prepared. Um, yeah, it'll be a rotation of a bunch of us. You know, each of us will, will you know, take a, a couple of hours on there um, chatting about how all this stuff impacts uh, things from a fantasy perspective. So um, we'll be using a ton of our different rankings, uh, take a look at some way too early depth chart type stuff. Um, and didn't just talking about how the players, you know, who the players are, what, what they do well, where they fit in. Um, hopefully we'll help you find the next uh, Ashton Genty or, or uh, Damian Martinez. I believe we actually might have, and I, I, I need to confirm this. So I'm not going to name any names, but I believe we have at least one uh, player hopping on for a chat with us too uh, during the day. I heard that rumor as well. I heard that rumor yes. as well. So you're going to want to, you're going to want to tune in. Yeah, an Elite 11 QB from this year um, So is, is the rumor. So that's 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern uh, on Wednesday. Uh, we don't put the Eastern enough on the edge of things, on the end of things here when we talk about it. Um, but uh, but it is Eastern. 
Um, so I will see you then. Uh, Colin, uh, are we doing Can't Bound this week? Let, let's just decide this on air while we're here. Whoa. Um, wasn't expecting that. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, you have a you have a really busy day on Wednesday, so I'll let you off the hook if if you want off the hook for Thursday. Wow! So you're just gonna do it? Um, yeah. I mean, I might I might throw a little something something together. Hot damn! All right, then that's gonna do it for tonight's show, guys. Colin will be back later this week. See you later, suckers. Until the next time, <laughs> I'm Austin, and this is Colin. Have a good one.